Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. First and foremost, I hope you're not having a tummy ache because that is the worst pain apparently anyone can have. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Jared and I went and did the damn thing last Friday. We went and saw American Underdog. Mm-hmm. It was pretty mid. It was Below the mid. exact same movie you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Except for not really. It didn't focus on the right parts, I thought, of Kurt Warner's story. It was way more about his relationship with Brenda than it was about his journey to the NFL. Right. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like about it because I thought it would be more about football. Yeah. I mean, NFL Network pushed it a bunch. They did. But they but barely. Kurt, but Kurt works for them. Yeah, that's true. But like they did. I don't know. It wasn't a good movie at all. I noticed. I wrote this down in my notes during the movie. There are certain football movie tropes that I think are outdated and need to go. First and foremost, PA announcers giving way too much exposition. They'll be like, yeah. and here's Kurt Warner lining up. Now remember, Kurt Warner has not played a snap this entire season. He's an under <laughs> they just go on and tell like the whole backstory right before the play. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. that needs to go. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I think grunting sound effects during a big hit need to go. <laughs> just after like a big hit. I think like just having these ridiculous fucking big hits. In yeah, the, game, like these... smoked, the quarterback getting smoked during practice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like they, there was a whole scene where Kurt Warner didn't stay in the pocket or whatever. So yeah. the coach said, you can play when you can learn to stay in the pocket. And Kurt Warner gets hit sticked like 10 times in a row. Right. Never would happen in today. That coach would be fired immediately. I don't even think it happened back then. I don't either. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And one of my biggest problems was they set that up and then they set up. um, What was the other taking too long? With his reads, they set those up the whole time, and I thought those were going to come into play in his NFL experience. Like they kept saying, "Hey, you need to stay in the pocket," and "Hey, you need to get rid of the ball quicker." Then it just never came up again. Yeah, and then Kurt said at the end, he's like, "Well, arena league's a lot faster than the NFL," and everyone started laughing. Yeah, or something. <laughs> and then they put that hundred dollar bill up on the. That's in the right. Room. I forgot about. And then that. we didn't even like see anything about that later. The entire movie feels like. They completely mismanaged the budget. Yes. Like they had a big budget for football stuff, but then they blew it all doing something else. Like maybe that wedding engagement thing. It might have been that. <laughs> With the lights and everything. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, because spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but the movie shows the NFL for about the last five minutes. Yeah. The, the climax of the movie is him winning his first NFL start. That is the peak of the action. With Ray Lewis. Yep, with a Ray, skinny Ray Lewis. A very scrawny Ray Lewis who trash talks like a middle schooler. He's like, hey, come on, man. All day, all day. I've got, he, ta- he trash talks like someone on NFL Street. Like, cause it's, rated, yeah. it's rated E for everyone so they can't actually swear. Because I'm sure Ray Lewis was cussing up a storm oh, on the field. Oh, definitely, yeah. But yeah. It's threatening, maybe. Yeah, the trash talk he was doing was like, hey, all day. You can't come this way. I'm unstoppable. Yeah, you're in the NFL, though. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the NFL, rookie. <laughs> I also don't think anyone has ever said welcome to the NFL, rookie. I think that's an outdated trope as well. It probably happened once, and now, and that was such a good line that yeah. movies like, attached themselves to that. 100%. Yeah, but yeah, it pretty much hit every single movie trope possible. Definitely. Like the Wheaties incident. The we- Yeah, we got to talk about the Wheaties incident. So for those who don't know Kurt Warner's backstory, he, like myself, worked at High V. He was a helpful smile on every aisle. <laughs> And Kurt's at a low point at this point in the movie. He's stocking shelves. Some little kid knows him apparently. Oh, that's Kurt Warner stocking shelves or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because apparently kids are super invested in their local D2 college football (laughs) quarterbacks. (laughs) Right. And he's admiring a Dan Marino's Wheaties box. And another of Kurt's coworkers notices that. He's like, oh, do you think that's you? 
Kurt's like, you know what? Yeah, I think it is. He's like, <laughs> then why don't you go out and do it? You know, very much like what we predicted right. of you'll never be a star quarterback. Mm-hmm. And what? how does Kurt respond? He's like, go long. Go long. And they play a little makeshift football game where he throws the Wheaties box. They make a big spill. The manager comes out and says, come on, bro. Come Kurt on. rolls his eyes, grabs a mop, says, I'll get it. <laughs> Start the music. Cue to the next scene. I, I remember seeing that. I, I just audibly said, oh, my God. Yeah. There's <laughs> there a lot of those movie moments in the movie where you could just predict. It, it was felt like the entire movie was just written on like autofill. Yeah, with, yeah, with like a word predictor or something like that. And the acting was, I thought, it was decent. Overall. I liked, I did like the guy who played Kurt Warner. And then Brenda, and Brenda where, too. She was fine. I mean, the acting was fine. I think the script was just god awful. Yeah. Also, I don't know if that actually is true that Kurt Warner learned to dance just to talk to Brenda Warner. But if so, someone bonk that man because Big that, time is, that is the horniest thing. Just go talk to her. She's like, you don't have to talk to her on the dance floor, right? Like she comes off the dance floor eventually. Like. <laughs> He wanted to get laid so bad he learned how to square dance. <laughs> I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever been down that bad, especially when you're like a quarterback. Like you have like natural charisma and athleticism and like status in the world. Right. That's something that like a simp has to do. Right. And he's learned he, to square dance. Right. And he's a, he's a good looking guy. So it's not like he had to try hard and fucking know how to square dance. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And then just me. he tried so hard to differentiate himself when like courting Brenda. Like he like walked to go like say hi to her randomly even though he had a truck mm-hmm. he's like oh i walked here for three miles like he did so many things to like prove he was dedicated to her mm-hmm. which just seems so random right and he's like calling the house breaking in yeah just like just... poor time management on his part <laughs> right like he's i got this big nfl dream where i'm gonna like make it to the league but also let me take it a whole day out of my way to walk three miles one way to say hi <laughs> then walk three miles back do you know how many reps he could have gotten in that day that's true and that was like the week he got named the starting quarterback for his college team. Yep, yeah, for the Northern Iowa, I think. It yeah, was. if I found out my new starting quarterback was spending his days simping and walking three miles just to go say hi to a girl hey. when he has a truck available to him. Hey, it worked for him, though. I guess he it got did. the last laugh. He did. He did. He got the girl. He got the Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. He got it all. I hated how the, yeah, I hated how the movie ended. They just kind of brushed over the last Super Bowl and showed NFL highlights. Yeah, the, the yeah, the game. entire Super Bowl was just NFL highlights and they they randomly like the they, they didn't even like give the actor a chance to do the speech, like the MVP speech at the end. Yeah. Like they just had Kurt Warner clips. I, think I they, honestly think they just blew the budget. Blew out yeah, ran out of time, blew the budget. I mean, they didn't even they didn't even touch the Cardinal stuff. No. Not even close. And I didn't think they would. I thought they would end at the Rams Super Bowl, but I just feel like the climax is, if the I guess if the entire story was really just him making it to the NFL, maybe that's the part we missed, but that's maybe, not where maybe Kurt Warner's story ends. Maybe like, a sequel. May, you think American Underdog 2? Two American, two underdog? Because I'm pretty sure Brenda had cancer at some point. Yeah, they've been, yeah, Kurt's been through a lot worse than just making it to the NFL. That's what's right. crazy. So, I mean, you could make a sequel out of this and explore that and then... Having the downs of being him with the Giants and then ending with him on the Cardinals. On the Cardinals. Maybe. See, that's how you write that one. Losing to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Or like it starts off with his high, like, oh, he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. And then it goes Reverse down. It. And then, a riches to rags story. And it goes back down. Fry takes pyramid, goes back down, comes up a little bit at the end, and then goes back down again. I like that. Maybe they're setting up a whole franchise. Maybe they're thinking big picture. I mean, they could easily do another sequel. Oh, this yeah. Movie does do you well. think they're trying to set up the Kurt Warner cinematic universe? <laughs> get some spinoff movies. Get it. Give us an Isaac Bruce movie. And then Larry Fitzgerald movie you could do. I would love a Larry Fitzgerald movie. See, I loved how there were certain players and coaches. They avoided saying their name mm-hmm. like Marshall Falk because he got me too. And 
oh, stuff yeah, like that. That's right. Like certain coaches, you could tell they didn't get like the rights to. And or, the guy that played Marshall Falk was a little pudgy too. Yeah, it wasn't definitely. like and they never said it, his name. He just said like, "Yeah, we got this." Like in the huddle, mm-hmm. they never addressed that the one of the greatest running backs of all time was on this team. Yeah, and then like they didn't say anything really about Tory Holt. They just said nope, Tory Holt was never mentioned by name either. So. But they, it, all they said was like, "Good catch, Tory." I think Mike Mart said. That. Oh, really? Yeah, but that was literally it. Isaac Bruce Andrew was the only one who introduced himself. Right. There was a Brett Favre cameo mm-hmm. but i don't think he ever introduced himself either there was a steve mariucci i was very surprised by i wonder if mariucci was like an executive producer or something since he <laughs> works with kurt warner on game day mariucci should have just played himself i agree he looks the exact same <laughs> yeah. and then there was the coaches were really weird the coaching dynamic between mike martz and dick vermeil was very bizarre to me and dennis quaid played a really weird dick vermeil he was like had like a really gravelly voice and was just like doing yeah i don't know it was just he acted that's he not acted like a war veteran. <laughs> yeah, like a quirky war veteran, I think is the best description. Uh-huh. I just, it was, Dennis Quaid is just a weird actor. I think he's completely overrated. But I mean, that yeah, was a weird cast. I think it was just a name casting. They yeah. just casted for a bigger name. I think so to too, be because they the didn't movie. really have any huge names. But, and then, yeah, Mike Martz's whole relationship with Kurt Warner. I don't know if that's actually how it went down, but he was insanely hard on Kurt Warner. He was insanely cocky. He's like, I, He's like, this is the most complex and, and high-powered offense of the NFL that I designed. Right. <laughs> you know, like an exact line he had at one point. Mm-hmm. And, then, and he did a 180. Then complete 180, Kurt Warner gets the start, and he's like, yeah, you're ready. You got this. Right. You know, Kurt Warner did nothing to that point to like prove it. Right. Because Trent Green just went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I don't know. That, I mean, the last 20 minutes was probably the most compact. Oh, I liked I liked his uh, barnstormer career. In the that was that was the be- most well done thing. I think they really showed like how much of a circus arena football and how chaotic it is. Right, and you would get like a hundred dollars each touchdown he threw. That part was cool. That was like I liked that scene. Like those scenes were cool. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was very weird how like an extra hundred dollars motivates you to get a touchdown. I think if you want a touchdown, you just kind of go get it. Right. But so I guess just I in there for the money. Yeah, yeah. He basically was. <laughs> Kurt Warner's a sellout. Is basically what this movie told me. Yeah. Overall, I'd probably give the movie four out of ten. Yeah, I'd say something around that. It was, I it honestly might have been slightly better than I thought. Yeah, they had me in the whole first half. Like there were some real emotional moments, like when he had to go run and get the gas or yep. whatever. I mm-hmm. thought that was really well done. And they didn't. Okay, so he he didn't have he had mo- enough money just for gas and not a gas can. Mm-hmm. And he said he'd bring the gas can Never back. Did. We know he might have not brought the gas can back. We didn't see that. That might be in the deleted scenes. Right. But yeah, questioning his character, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't like, they, you know, what they should have done is uh, <laughs> uh, when Kurt won the Super Bowl, you know how everyone's like watching. <laughs> yeah. Where's my fucking gas can? <laughs> I was like so happy for it. And the store was like still looking for my gas can. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> put me out of business. Right. That, that I forgot all about that. Yeah. Because he only had like $6 worth of gas in there. So there's no way he could have turned back and got it to him. I mean, later he could have maybe, but I yeah. Guess, but I don't know. They didn't show that. It didn't. So you just, as a viewer, we have to assume he didn't go back. Right. That's part of storytelling. Right. Storyteller 101, but yeah, made me think of Kurt Warner in a lot less favor. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Kurt Warner, but um, yeah, I'd say five out of 10 or so. I would not pay to go see it. It's a it's a good airplane movie, maybe. That's a good description. Yeah, I watch it with the sound off just for the football scenes because the football scenes are they're action packed. Football scenes are just so dramatic in movies, too. It always comes down to the last second. And they cut to the crowd. Crowd's going, losing their shit. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, yeah. It's just hard hits, coaches clapping, 
Mm-hmm. It's the exact same. It's just like sound effects after sound effects for football movies. Always coming down to the last second. Like I said, the PA announcers always giving way too much expedition. They always like quick cuts to the scoreboard or like how much they're down. By. Yeah, and the clock's always taking down. Yeah, it always starts at first half. They're always down like 14 points. It's like... <laughs> And then the announcer's like, wow, real rough first half. They're going to have to really turn things around if they want a chance to win this game. Yep, yep. And then, like, like they always start off shitty. And then yep. they always, like, come back. And then they the have end. some inspirational moment or whatever. Yeah, it's it's garbage. It was a yeah. It was don't go watch American Underdog. Yeah. I don't even know if you should get it on Redbox or not. No, I think Airplane Movie is the only way I would ever, like, watch it again. Again? You'd watch no, it? No, I would not watch it again. I'll, I'm waiting for the sequel. But maybe before the sequel came out, I would watch it again. American Underdog 2. 2 American 2 Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I do like that they're setting up the cinematic universe, though. I think that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Who else could you have in there? In the in the NFL 2000 cinematic universe. Who else has a good... No one has a good of a story as Kurt Warner, but... Maybe do Tom, you- Brady, Tom Brady, I guess. Eli Manning, maybe. Eli- oh, I know. Okay. If Kurt Warner gets a movie like this... Tim Tebow will get a movie oh, like this. Oh, Christ. Yes. I hope not. Yes. I'm shocked he doesn't have one already. I'm shocked they didn't give him one that first year after because, the Broncos year. Because Kurt Warner, you know, the movie had religious undertones to it. Yep, noticeably. So, so then I think this Tebow movie would also have religious undertones to it. And also. it could have religious overtones to it. <laughs> right. So Tebow I, was literally praying on the field and it was a controversy. So, yeah, it would be a... It would be a baller youth group movie. So yeah, I think oh that, yeah, like every youth. Group I can, I can already imagine the youth pastors <laughs> getting everyone super fired up for this movie. It's like, kids, I know you guys like football, right? You like sports. Let me tell you about my favorite football player, <laughs> little guy who was homeschooled, made it all the way to the University of Florida, won two Heisman trophies. That guy is someone who's defied all the odds. A left-handed quarterback playing in the SEC. Man, there's no way around it. That's just not that's, that's not feasible. But I'll tell you what. Feasible. That guy didn't do it alone. That guy had the help from a little man upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And then the, the movie ends with Tebow beating the Broncos. I mean, not with the pacing that they had. Like, with if yeah. it's an American underdog producers, it'll end with Tebow getting drafted. <laughs> or I, I would want it to end with Tebow's baseball career. Ideally, oh, I, would not, I, wouldn't I would love to see him have to go through the Jets thing, then the Patriots and the Eagles just getting cut after cut after cut, then baseball. Yep. Then Tebow, they'll say a little ending card. Tim Tebow went on to be a broadcaster for, for ESPN. ESPN SEC. SEC, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the SEC network. <laughs> I don't know why it's so fun to make fun of Tim Tebow. I really shouldn't do it. He seems like a great guy. He's fine. He's just, he's so memeable. Plus, he sucked at quarterback. He really did. I'm, I'm playing with him in the Lions right now, and he's awful. <laughs> 53 overall and just so yeah the fact that people were defending him as a starting quarterback and thought he could be like a pro bowl level i mean back in the i thought he would be pretty good when i was watching i i kind of caught you, the f- you fell in you i fell, kinda, into mania? I fell into tebow mania a little really bit. i never did because he came back every week but that yeah that seven game stretch he had was pretty remarkable but his defense was, was defense very and special well teams. and his special teams were playing and the running good. game yes so he didn't have to do a lot. No, he was very, I think all the coaches knew, kind of. He was kind of like a Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of a game manager. He wasn't even that, though. He was god-awful until the fourth quarter. Because yeah. I think in the fourth quarter, he would just randomly turn on, he'd get like really accurate. Or he'd like scramble for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. But he would literally go through games like, he would have passing stats of like three for seven. Mm-hmm. They would straight up did not trust him to throw it. Right, and then you get like a scramble, twenty yard touchdown, mm-hmm. and then like, oh my god, they're coming back! Ah, you'd be screaming, whole mm-hmm. crowd would be fired. The, the Denver loved him. Oh yeah, they loved him. 
And then that, that's, but then they threw him away the second Peyton Manning was available. Right, as they should have. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, that big Steelers game, and then the next week they faced the Patriots, and they got crushed. Yeah. I remember people were already like starting to say, like, hey, they could beat this Patriots team, too, because the Steelers were the number one defense, I think, that year. Or maybe number no, one rushing. The Steelers were? I feel like they were that year when he upset them. I think they were the they number were pretty one good. rushing. Or number, either number one rushing or passing, because he passed against them really well. Right. I was like, how they won that game. Well, yeah, yeah, I remember he got 316 yards. Yeah, that was like was, the John was, 360. Oh thing. God, I remember that. Fa- I remember <laughs> Facebook memes about that going around. Like, is this like, like God is interfering? The right. Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl, and that was a legit thing. People, very many people were thinking the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl. Right, and then the devil, Bill Belichick, just stomps on him. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He, they, I think they won like 42 to six or it something. Was bad. It was over by halftime. Yeah, that one was really bad. <laughs> See what was humiliated and exposed. Oof. Oh, well, whatever. We'll get to it. Speaking of the playoffs, we got playoff games oh, yeah, this that's weekend. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, totally good. I'm uh, still on the high of American Underdog. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, we got the conference championship games coming up. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. This first one, I think in terms of betting, the first one's the trickiest for me. A little bit. So we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's in Kansas City, and Kansas City is favored by seven. The over-under is 54 and a half. I'm. I know the Chiefs are going to win this game. I. I mean, I think. Oh yeah, it's hard to bet against them. Yeah, exactly. But the Bengals have this Cinderella aspect to them. They have a very good offense, and they're still so healthy. They mm-hmm. have not lost anyone to injuries right. all season. Yeah, I don't know. I struggle with this one too. It's just I don't think the Chiefs' pass rush is good as the Titans. No, the Titans were a much better matchup against the Bengals and the Chiefs. And the Bengals have already beaten the Chiefs. Yeah, so if Burrow gets sacked even five times... That's, still, an imp- that's a massive improvement. Right, and then Tyran Matthew might be hurt. Yep. And Bengals have good depth at receiver with Boyd, Higgins, and obviously Jamar. Yep. And we saw last week they shut down Diggs, but Gabriel Davis just went off. Mm-hmm. So I could see Boyd or Higgins having 100 yards plus in this game also. yeah i agree i think that one of those second or third receivers are going to step up or maybe a joe mixon game too i i don't see i mean i say this now i don't i could see them shutting down jamar chase and boyd and higgins just going completely off i think so i think that's what you have to do i think you have to take jamar chase away and live with right the consequences because jamar chase can bust out a 50-yard touchdown at any exactly point. you can get him a quick slant that turns into 50 right um oh, i struggle this game it's so tough. hard I know I still I know the Chiefs are going to win, but the backdoor cover, right? The backdoor cover, or I th- I envision that the Bengals jump off to an early like fourteen zero lead, just because the Chiefs always kind of start slow, mm-hmm. right? And I think the Bengals will come out hot. They have something to prove. So this might be a good like first quarter, first half bet for the Bengals. Yeah, I would maybe take line. the I would, I think I would take the Bengals money line first half. I like that a lot because mm-hmm. I think the Bengals will lead for the majority of this game, but I think the Chiefs will put them away at the end. Yes, I believe that too, because the Bengals know how to finish games. They do. So, yeah, I probably would do Chiefs minus seven. I you don't think? feel good about that, though. Yeah, I don't either. It's weird, because because I could also just see the Chiefs coming out just stomping the <laughs> hell out of them right away. Right. And then you have that backdoor. I mean, if they bust out, a, you know, 21-0 lead. I could still see the Bengals backdoor covering. Yeah, because their the offense end. is so good. Like if you give them a prevent defense, they're just they're gonna score. And if you the throw, Bengals are not gonna get shut out this game. No, and if you, I mean, if and then if their running game's working really well, the Bengals mm-hmm. Chiefs will be in big trouble. Yeah, I agree. Because then they can just set up the pass. Then, so yeah, I I, I do not think the Bengals are a Super Bowl team. I no. keep I keep telling myself that, but 
I don't know. I think I'm leaning Bengals plus seven. I think I'm going to do what you said. I think I'm going to do a first half money line, just see how the game is going before I decide overall. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I just want to see which Bengals team comes out, which Chiefs team comes out mainly. And I would wait to bet this game until you know Tyron Matthews status. Yeah, I agree completely. So I would definitely don't bet it right now, but bet it Sunday morning. Yeah. I think is the best option. Yeah, I would agree. It's the This is the 2 p.m. game. And the over-under is 54 and a half. I think I like the over. I like the over also. I think I think this is a high-scoring game. Because if if either team's down there, it's going to be pass and pass and pass yep. and pass. And so that one of these quarterbacks will easily get 50-plus attempts. Yeah. Easily. I think Burrow, yeah, I think Burrow will break. We have like 55. Right. And then Bengals have, don't have a horrible pass defense, but they also played against Tannehill. Well, that's the thing. The Bengals have not played well in the playoffs. Right. That's what people, I think, keep getting confused. They think the Bengals are like playing out of their mind. They're really not. Their best is yet to be played. Right. I think that's part of the scary thing. The Titans beat themselves more than the Bengals beat them. Oh, yeah. It was all Tannehill. I yeah. mean, pretty much all Tannehill. I, yeah. I hate to say all on the quarterback, but Tannehill kind of blew that game, I would say. And then the Raiders game, they just were a better team than the Raiders. And I think that won it for them at the end. And we expected that too to happen. We yeah. kind of knew that was that was going to be kind of a sloppy good win for the Bengals. I would agree. Yeah. So right now I'm uh, over. I do like a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in the over, I think, especially if Matthews is out. Yes. That'll be huge. But I'm leaning Bengals plus seven. But like I said, wait till game day. Wait and see how you feel. Don't do it well, right now. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't done that since I declared my New Year's resolution to not bet on games midweek. Wait till the game day. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, good for me. Unless Sticking you know, unless you know your team really well, like I know that I would bet the Vikings midweek. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, I feel like COVID hasn't been a factor in these playoffs, but I also kind of feel like the league maybe is just pushing it to the side and not caring as much. Like, there's no yeah, way these guys aren't point. these guys aren't testing positive for COVID, right? I don't. That's a good question. Because we, ha- we haven't heard of single thing. Are they all just like, hey, let's lock down because it's the playoffs, or is the league? being a lot more lenient with it because well, it is the playoffs. I mean, it, it did peak big time like, what, a month or two ago? But cases are still pretty high right now, aren't they? They are declining. Are right they? Now, okay. Yeah. I need to start watching real news. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I'm getting all my news I mean, from they, Molly Quarum. They, they are still rising, but they are declining. Yeah, overall. So, right. I mean, they are still, I should say, they are at... They're still high. High, but they are declining. Okay. So yes. maybe that maybe that is the aspect. I honestly thought it was kind of the NFL is just saying... Don't ask, don't tell. I think it's because if, if a quarterback went out with COVID, that would be a terrible look for the league right, right. now. Like if Mahomes got COVID, I honestly think they would move the game to like a later. I honestly think they would. If Patrick Mahomes got COVID, you don't think they would move the game to a later date? That's a lot of logistics. That is, and it's really bad luck for like the Bengals would be so pissed. Then you gotta see who's their backup, the Chiefs. Is it still uh, what's his face? Who played? Oh, Henny. Is yeah, Henny, Henny. Yeah. Ooh, you get Henny versus Garoppolo or something. Yeah, I can't imagine the league <laughs> would love that. Or if the Stafford went down, it would be what's this Beck or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Hey, I'll look it up. He played last year, um, and that was the reason that they moved on from Goff because apparently McVay fell in love with this guy. Oh, jeez. He, I can't remember. Um, I'm looking up right now. John Wolford. That's who it is. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. That's because that's when McVay realized he needed someone who can at least move around a little bit. Because remember, Wolford got the start over Goff in that Seahawks playoff game last year. That's right. Okay. I remember that. And then now. like the, all the articles came out later that 
McVeigh decided Walford was going to be the guy in the playoffs moving forward, but then he got hurt and then Goff came in and won him the game. That was an ugly, that Rams Seahawks game was an ugly game. It was. I, I listened really to it on the radio and it was ugly. It was so ugly, like came through on the radio, just mm, ugly. I remember that. Yeah, it was a rough one. How many backup quarterbacks could you name? Um, I actually used to, one of my best friends who's the Rams fan, one of my best friends from high school, we had this game where we would just go and list as many backup quarterbacks as possible. And it would go like weeks long. Cause we would just like, we'd see each other between classes be like, Oh, John David booty, <laughs> Gus Ferrat. <laughs> it, it would go on forever. So back, back then I could do a ton right now. I could say, I bet I could name 20 out of the 32. Maybe. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Shoot. All right. Give me a team. Okay. Oh, I get, okay. Patriots. Patriots. Um, Brian Hoyer. Okay. Dolphins. Dolphins, uh, is it? It's not Fitzpatrick. No, it's not. It's not. He played this year. Oh shoot! Yes, I, uh, Colts guy Jacoby Brissett. Yep, there you go. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. That's an easy one. Um, Cooper Rush. Yep. Um, they've all played like a good amount this year. Right, I'll give you easy hell. ones. Lions. Um, Blau, David Blau. <laughs> You're pretty good at this. Yeah, let's keep going. I'm good. I'm feeling hot. Bears. Bears. Uh, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. Okay. Uh, Packers. Packers. Jordan Love. Vikings. Oh, he played. Yeah, you watched him. I did watch him. It's uh shoot, not it's not Kellen Mond. Oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond. It was the you know this one. I know we do. It's I think I'll count this if you because you'll know it right away. I uh give me two more seconds. Kellen Mond. His last Kirk name Cousins. starts with an M. Mm, uh, nothing. I got nothing. Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion. That's right. That's right. I'll I give got. that one to you because you knew that, but you didn't know it. I, we've I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Giants. Uh, Mike Lennon. Okay, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do this well. Jets. Jets. Oh shoot, I know it too. Um, not Zach Wilson. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. I forget his name too. He played for Washington State. Yeah. Um, it is. Oh, is it Flacco? Mike White. Yep, Mike White. Yep. All right, give me two more. Okay. Um, Cardinals. Uh, is it John Scanton still? I don't know. Ooh, Cole McCoy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Fuck, you're good at this, man. Let's do... One more to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Let me think of one. Let me think of one. Let me think of one. Eagles. That's easy. Fuck. Yeah, it'd be Flacco, right? Wouldn't it be Minshew? Oh, yeah, Minshew. <laughs> you said Flacco like two or three times. <laughs> I think Flacco is. I think it is Flacco on the Eagles. I'll see where he's at right now. He might be a free agent right now, right now. But, oh, he's on the Jets. Never mind. He was on the Eagles earlier yeah. this season. All right, give me one more hard one. Okay. Let's do Jaguars. I was just going to say, give me the Jaguars. Um, That is a good one. Fuck. <sighs> closing my head. Uh, closing my mind. To be someone who it's a journeyman, I think, because they want veteran experience in the locker room with Trevor Lawrence. Quit, quit filibustering. Quit filibustering, he says. So I am gonna <laughs> go with not Geno Smith. Someone from that era, though. Brandon Whedon. Is it really? I'm gonna. That's my guess. I'm gonna look I don't it right think it now. Is. It is C.J. Beathard. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard yeah. one. Iowa guy. So a lot more than I thought, actually. You're, yeah, I couldn't have done that well. I might, I might issue a challenge to the listeners of backup QB 
challenge. Yep. That'd be fun. Because I used to do that with my friend. Literally, it would go for weeks because we would do it on the bus to and from football games. Mm-hmm. And we would just go through all like all time. So it would be any backup quarterback from history. Oh, and the God. name, the names we would get to, because eventually, like five days in, you're anytime you're dropping a name that hasn't been said, the other person's mind is blown. Gotcha. Because you know you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's so, it's so fucking funny. You said dude. Charlie Batch. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd be like, oh my god. How did I miss that one? <laughs> yeah, it would just the w- look of wonder you get on the other guy's face would be worth it. Uh, yeah, good times. I gotta get back into doing that. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there are only four teams remaining in the NFL playoffs. That's it? That's it. Just four. Oh my. And that means there are only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Goose Egg Gambling Pro- Podcast. Hey-o. That actually is a good thing, though, because four teams, you have less of a chance of getting one winner wrong. You just need to pick one winner because we're counting down to Super Bowl 56 and new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championship with same-game parlays. My mouth is watering already. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Make a quick flip. That's passive income, I think. Right. I'm a a lot of entrepreneur TikTok stuff lately. (laughs) All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code YOUBETCHA, that is Y-O-U-B-E-T-C-H-A, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5, $5. and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code YOUBETCHA for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. <laughs> One for customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, speaking of backup caliber quarterbacks, the king, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> boy's done it, and he's got himself into yet another NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And I said backup caliber quarterbacks, but I actually don't believe that. I think he is a good quarterback when he's healthy. I know he's I know he's a controversial topic right now. He's not a great quarterback. No. But I think he'd be an improvement on a lot of teams. I think on the Panthers he'd be an improvement. I think on the Jets he'd be an improvement. He's like uh He's like when you go to a town that you don't know and there's a subway. You're like it's not great. Yeah, I, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> Dude, there are more subways than McDonald's in the world. That always blows my mind. What do you like? What would you rather eat out of Subway or McDonald's? Subway feels healthier, but I think I'd go McDonald's. Yeah, I agree. Subway, just the mayonnaise. I don't know. You love it or hate it? I used to we used to get Subway. Just God, this is a blast from my high school past right now, but I would get Subway every single day in high school. Really? What was your go-to? <laughs> this is going to be so bad. I think you're going to make Don't fun. say tuna. I'm not going to say, say tuna. tuna. So I was even pickier of an eater back in the day than I am now. My go-to Subway sandwich that I would eat every single day was a BLT on white bread with no tomato. <laughs> so a BL. <laughs> bacon, lettuce, mayonnaise, salt, and pepper on white bread. Oh, bacon, lettuce, and what? <laughs> there was no substance to that sandwich whatsoever. I was eating bread. Oh, gross. <laughs> and I would get it toasted, too. <laughs> oh, with the mayonnaise? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's bad. Would you get a cup of soup, at least, or something? No, I'd get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> to, wash, to wash down the mayonnaise. That's so gross. A foot long of white bread with 
the stripped little strip bacons they have yeah, in yeah, Subway. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just like a layer of shredded lettuce, oh. mayonnaise, and salt and pepper. <laughs> like this, it needs salt and pepper <laughs> though. Like I can't up, fucking like, eat it. And just eating it every single day. I loved it every single day. So I'm if like, you were to eat it now, would you be like the slaps or no? I'm trying to enjoy it. Okay. It would probably get get me some nostalgia. Right. <laughs> but it would, no, I would not be my go-to. I Now I do the chicken bacon ranch if I ever go. Yeah, their chicken sucks though. It does. It has no flavor. I'm not as crazy about Subway as I used to be. No. I mean, when you're young, it's like awesome. Yeah. But you're then, like, oh, I'm getting so much food. Right. There's also a $5 footlong back then. Now it's like $8. Jeez. Sub prices are out of, out of control. Yeah. The sub industry has got to go. I what, do I what do I get there? I like the Italian BMT. I'm not crazy about like cold cut meat. Yeah, but you get toasted. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not good to begin with. Yeah. That's usually <laughs> my go-to. I don't understand people that get tuna, though. I'm not a big no, tuna guy. Not at all. If a fish is served to me in a can, that's just a bad sign. And a lot of people like tuna. Sorry to our listeners that like tuna, but I'm just not a tuna guy. No, I'm it's not too either. fishy to me. Yeah. I, the only fish I really like is salmon. No. Oh, my bad. It is for me. No, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like walleye and northern. Walleye's good. A good walleye fry. Right. You got to make sure you fry it, though. Yeah. But that's pretty much anything. If you fry it, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. Anywho, <laughs> speaking of frying fish speaking of fishy quarterbacks <laughs> speaking of fishy the rams pulled off the mo- the fishiest game i've ever seen to win <laughs> so dumb <laughs> to win against the buccaneers but i fucking love it i was so happy they won and i'm really happy they're in this position this line's actually jumped up it was three all week but i'm looking at it now on DraftKings. it's 3.5 okay it's minus 3.5 favoring the rams over under has also jumped up to 45 and a half you should track your heart rate for this game. You know how, like, did you see that tweet about they tracked Mahomes' heart rate no, last week? I didn't. So, like, it started off really high, like, 100. Like, once the beats. game started, yeah. But then, like, in the fourth quarter, when it was, like, crunch time, it was, like, very It went low. down. Yeah. God, that's cool. So, it's, like, almost literally ice water in his veins. That can never be me. So, you should do that. You should track your heart rate for okay. this round. I'll, I'll wear my, I have a my zone belt. I'll wear that. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I it. actually will. That'd be awesome. <laughs> You can see like at what points it was like. The yeah, I'll do that really. and I'll throw it on our Instagram and Twitter pages. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll be able to track it. Yeah, that sounds fun actually. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Rams are favored by three and a half. The money line for the Niners plus one fifty is a really good look if you think the Niners. I think that's the best value of the weekend. Mm-hmm. To me, this game all comes down to the status of Trent Williams, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Yes. They all limped off the field yes. from the Packers. It's a costly win, as they like to say in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think without, I think they need at least two of those three guys to win this game. Because I do know that Shanahan has owned McVay. Big time. Big time. 6-0 and in the last six. No one has owned another coach that badly besides, like, obviously, like, the Packers beating the Lions or something like that. Right. I don't even but count like, that. The Rams have not been slouches these last few years. No. And the Niners are just... The Rams are the class of that division. Right. They've and, won, like, that division multiple times, and they still lose to the Niners. Even, like, when... They like the Niners played like CJ Beathard and stuff like that. So, is this like one of the best rivalries in the NFL right now? I think it is. I think we're kind of sleeping on it. Right. The NFC West is back. This is very Big similar to back. like the Harbaugh Carroll era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like I mean, Bills Chiefs is obviously a great rivalry. That's gonna be a good one for a while. But like this divisional is probably- rivalries, there's not a, yeah, there's not a ton. Like Steelers Ravens, I think is gonna be down for a while. Ah, uh, that's all. That, as long as Harbaugh and Tomlin are still around, that's, that's true. Still a great rivalry. Is the NFC North a big? Not, the Bear, Bears Packers is not a rivalry right now. No. The Bears have not beaten the Packers in God knows how long. Yeah, I wouldn't Vikings say Packers is pretty interesting, but even then. Only when the Vikings are good. It's yeah, interesting. it's a split division right. type thing. Not a lot of divisional. 
I think NFC West is probably the most competitive division right now. Yeah. In the league. I would say so. Bill's Patriots has some spunk to it too. Ooh, right now. Mm-hmm. But, I like that one. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a top three rivalry. I would sure. say so too. So I think it'll be interesting. They always say it's tough to beat a good coach twice in a season. Do you think it's tough to beat a good coach six times in the last three seasons? <laughs> so maybe seven times. Um, I think they can do it. I like the Niners a lot. I think Debo will be banged up. And I think Trent Williams is more important than Debo. I agree completely, it's especially because kind of he's take. on Aaron Donald's side. Yes. So, yeah. And the Niners have a good offense line to begin with, but Trent Williams is such a factor. Yeah. Especially when they're like motioning him out. That's so cool. I was <laughs> obsessed with that. I've been thinking about it all week. And just like blowing it up. So. It's going to be a really creative offensive game. I'm very excited for that. I think we're going to see some cool plays and like dynamics that we have not seen mm-hmm. in quite some time. And Bosa had a great game. Armstead had a great game for the Niners. Um, Fred Warner's obviously great. Yep. Just very well coached team. The Rams will not be able to fumble as many times as they did and get away with a win again. No. Although if they got away with the Bucks, maybe they would against the Niners, but just against a divisional opponent. Right. And then like the Rams can't have more than two tor- turnovers in this game. Yeah. No I, I hope they got personally because I am rooting for the Rams. I do hope they got rid of all their bad juju in that game because that they have this tendency to collapse. They have like they very much have that just superstar team. I don't know what it is about like super teams, but they always start off super hot. And they start to coast. The scrappy underdog gets back into it. And then sometimes they close out. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. I don't know what it is that, that like makeup that makes superstar teams start to coast when they get big leads. Maybe that's just human nature. I don't know. It could be come down to coaching too. Could be. It's like you let off the gas pedal a little bit. You change your offensive play calling a little more. That's the thing. The Rams didn't really do the Rams. Yeah. The Rams got a little conservative, but they didn't do it. Like Stafford didn't do anything wrong that game. It was all fumbles. It was the cup mm-hmm. fumble, the center missing and then the two cam acres fumbles right i yeah i just came down to pretty much that and like rams pass rush was great all day against the bucks yeah they got tired a little bit at the end and gave tom some time right but yeah they they played about as well as they could on, on defense it's just the offense couldn't really get a long drive going because they were just fumble right away. exactly and the defense would have to go back on the field and they're exhausted right exactly so i mean it all comes down to ball control for the rams offense yep i think the niners are gonna have to do what they did against the packers and control the ball as long as possible. I think both teams are going to try and do like long drives. Right. What's the over-under? Over-under is 45 and a half. I think I like the over again. I'm going to take the under. 45. I'm trying to divide, uh, divide that by two. So it's like 23. Because if Debo's hurt, they're, it's going to be hard for the Niners to score. It will be. Like if his injury is like pretty serious. I mean, they were fully healthy last week and they scored 13. <laughs> Yeah, but they didn't score any like offensive touchdowns. Exactly, exactly. Right. So the Niners' offense has not scored a touchdown for two weeks now. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, Rams look attractive, but there's just something in my brain that's gonna pick the Niners. I I think I am, I'm taking the Rams win, but I think I'm gonna take the Niners to cover. I think it'll be a field goal. <laughs> it's gonna be a great game, no matter. What. Oh yeah, it'll be a blast. So. I, I might even do money line because I you might as well at this point. Yeah, if you think the Niners are going to cover, I think you kind of assume they're going to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't have any good. It's just a gut pick, really. It's not really a head yeah, pick. I feel that. And I honestly think my gut is probably leading Niners too, but I'm so I've gone this far with the Rams. Mm-hmm. That I'm just going to ride them out, but I do think I'm going to take the Niners to cover. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you getting pretty nervous? Like day by day, that goes by. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hit me till game time. It like it, I don't. I'm not that big of a fan. Where like I'm thinking about it all week and like check like reading blog posts or checking injury reports. It'll It'll hit me at game time. Right. 
You'll start. And I would be fine with the Niners winning. I do like the Niners. I like Kyle Shanahan and the Niners team a lot. Opening kickoff, you just throw up right away. Exactly. It's going to all come <laughs> piling out of me. It'll be disgusting. Should have had that subway before the game. <laughs> my BLT will be flying out of my throat at that point. But, yeah, I'm thinking overall, I think the Rams will win. I think it'll be a close game. I think it might be a controversial call or something like that mm-hmm. that decides it. Right. I expect some sort of tomfoolery, some sort of storyline that'll carry the next two weeks. There's always some big story, whether it's an injury or a ref call, that carries us for the next two weeks for Super Bowl. Yeah, which is great. I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, can't wait least, to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> wait to dis- have that be the major talking point. Do you think it'll be mostly Niners fans at the game? I do. I think honestly, I think the Niners will have home field advantage. So that's a, I mean, that's kind of a factor then too. That definitely is. So, yeah, I might. I think Niners. Okay. I would not be surprised. I really wouldn't. I think it's, I'm honestly surprised the Rams are as favored as much as they are, mm-hmm. considering the history between the two teams. Right. I was very surprised by this number. And I, I think if the Bengals make the Super Bowl, I don't think they compete with the Niners or the Rams. No, I don't. Even, but if they beat the Chiefs to get there. But the Chiefs have defensive holes. Yeah, and, and I don't, self-destructive I don't, tendency. And I don't see these guys having any defensive holes really as bad as the chiefs imagine aaron donald against that Bengals offensive line oh exactly or the niners d line exactly it would be hell right so if burrow could beat the niners or the rams in the super bowl he should be enshrined in canton yes if yeah this is like burrow's most if he wants to make the hall of fame as soon as possible yeah just win the super bowl right now dude yeah exactly (laughs) just get it done with you know i don't know like so many teams so many quarterbacks just like they get there early and just decide not to win it like cam newton or Jimmy Garoppolo even. Right. Then just completely blow it. Or like Dan Marino. Like, oh, yeah, let's get to it later. Right. I just never do. Dan Marino got to Super Bowl a second year and never made it back. That's insane. I would have loved to watch Dan Marino play. I heard he's good. <laughs> he had a very quick release. Yeah, that's what they always say. Mm-hmm. His highlights are like one of the best. I'll have to check him out sometime. 48 touchdowns in 1984, I think he threw. That's insane. 48. And yeah, like back in the day, that was unheard of. And like you could jam a receiver mm-hmm. like 10 yards down the field. I don't even know any of the receivers he played with. I was like, it was the Duper brothers. Ah, oh, fuck. Mark Duper, I think is his name. Was. I also don't know who their backup quarterback is. So don't don't test me on that. He used to play for the Browns. I forget his name. Stock, I think. I don't remember. Stock, something like that. Anyway, it does not matter. Yeah. So you're thinking Niners Chiefs Super Bowl? You think rematch? Yep, I think rematch. I think Rams Chiefs, and it's a rematch of that Monday night game from a few years ago. God, I hope it's not that because we're just gonna see oh, highlight yeah. after highlight of that game. ESPN would be so happy if that was the case. They could just replay that game. They're gonna probably for buy, 14 days in a row. Right. They're gonna probably buy as Disney's gonna buy as many rights as possible to get the rights to broadcast that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, they will just give NBC a blank check. <laughs> right. Please let us put. I don't even know who does the broadcast for. Monday Night Football anymore. Mike Terrain or something like who are what are their names? Steve Levy. Steve that's who it is. Brian Greasy and they'll bring Booger and Jason Witten out of retirement to just redo it. Oh god. Get the Booger mobile set up. They have it like in a tarp in a garage somewhere. <laughs> they'll pull it off. Yeah, and it is in LA, so these teams will stay in LA. Yeah, they're done traveling. Mm-hmm. The Niners would maybe go back up if just because it's a two week thing, but maybe they wouldn't. I mean it's two hour drive or whatever. So I think it's way more than that three-hour drive i think it's like six from la to san francisco i think california is huge i'm gonna look it up right now i don't think california is that big what do you mean <laughs> it's like the biggest state <laughs> it is i bet four hours it's a six-hour drive fuck well i've never been to california so i wouldn't know oh you gotta go i love it here's great this time of year uh-huh 
<laughs> better than Fargo. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I'll tell you that one free. But if the Rams win, you can come with me to Vegas. I actually look at I might just go in March. We go for your birthday. Yeah, we could do that. We cash out. I got I have three hundred dollars waiting for me. We do uh go to Final Four. Exactly. That'd be mm-hmm. actually be a blast. I'm sure we could I'm sure Miles will be on board for that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's my birthday present. Exactly. You're the MVP of the company. It's my golden birthday. It will be your golden birthday. You learned that this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So that's exciting. Exactly. So yeah, we'll go to Vegas. Yeah, so we're rooting for the Rams for that reason and that reason only. <laughs> so we go to the Final Four in Vegas. Exactly. Um, you got anything to close them out with before we skedaddle out of here? Um, just enjoy it. Don't bet too much money. Save your big bet for the Super Bowl. Um, I would agree. Now, I don't feel great about any of these lines. I don't know what it is. Or save for the Pro, pro Bowl is always fun to bet on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here's a hint. Take the over. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just enjoy it. There's only a few games left. Yeah, it's this and then just one after this. And then we got USFL coming soon, so that'll yep. be okay. So that, we'll have a little bit of the Lakers. The Lakers are starting to heat up a little bit. Yep. Do you see Russell Westbrook has taken more shots than he has scored points in the last seven games? Oh, my God. He's taken 105 shots and scored 104 points. Jesus. <laughs> he needs to retire. <laughs> so bad. I don't know. Yeah, because what team wants him at this point? No. I, I guess maybe him. like the Pistons would just sell tickets, but... Yeah, and he's, he'll have a big old contract, too. Yeah. Somebody really wants that bag. I don't know what the Lakers do. I don't know where they can improve unless James Harden can get James Harden to like demand a trade. Well, I hear earlier in the year they were trying to trade for Buddy Heald. Oh, Buddy really? Heald would have been a great addition that's, to the Lakers. That's the thing. The Lakers always just go for the stars and the names. And that's LeBron's fault, too. He always wants veterans and like trusted players, but they're not always the best X's and O's. Well, I mean, that's the, that's been the Lakers for a very, very long time. Yeah, they always... Like the Carl Malone, Gary Every Every time there's anyone who's even remotely interested in like testing free agency, there's a Photoshop of him in a Lakers uniform within 10 minutes. Or like Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. Remember that whole thing? Dude, that was that was the first year I actually started really watching basketball. Was, you were just hyped. They, and they were so bad. They, <laughs> snuck, in, bad. they snuck into the eighth seed and got swept by, the I think, the Mavericks. Yeah, and it was like super team talk and all that. Oh, yeah. It was like, are we finally going to get the Kobe versus LeBron finals? Right. And then they were just awful. Yeah. Dwight Howard just didn't do anything. Steve Kobe Nash was, was past his prime. Yeah, Kobe was super injured. Right. It was brutal. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever. We'll have a lot more basketball talk in the coming weeks. Exactly. We'll save it all for then. Um, Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Let's go Rams. Let's go Chiefs. Uh, I'll be be on the lookout for my heart rate monitor stats. <laughs> It'll be interesting. And uh, we'll see you come Monday. Monday. With our first first of probably a few Super Bowl preview shows. Yes. <laughs> We're going we'll to diagnose do, it big do time. Do a couple. All right. See you guys. Bye.